June Bug, Chapter 9. Sunday, I spend finishing my notes. Then I put all 50 of them in the bottles, even the little tiny perfume bottles. I line them up neatly under my bed, ready and waiting. Wednesday afternoon, Harriet drives me and Tasha down to the hospital in her old green hornet. We go up to room 713, and there's Mama sitting on the edge of her bed, packed and ready to go. She's wearing a cast on her foot. It's a big, clunky thing with gray Velcro straps holding all the padding and supports in place. She gets around pretty well with it. Until we get home to the stairs, Harriet laughs. Looks like your mother's going to have to use the elevator for once. Mama frowns. I can walk up, Harriet. Oh, no, you don't, Harriet says. She pushes the button. You're staying with me. So Mama and Harriet take the elevator. Tasha and I run for the staircase. We're going to race them up to the ninth floor. We're ahead of them at the sixth floor, but after that, we don't have a chance. They're just opening the door to our apartment when Tasha and I burst out of the stairwell, huffing and puffing. Inside, I flop onto the sofa upside down and let the blood rush back to my brain. Meanwhile, Harriet helps Mama get unpacked. You let your mother rest here on the sofa, Junebug, Harriet says, shooing me out of the way. Then she arranges the pillows so Mama can stretch out on the sofa and prop her foot up. I'm so glad to have Mama home. I don't care where I sit. That night, Mama and I discuss my birthday plans. Jolita's home, but she and Mama have already had a word with each other. Remember, I tell Mama, I don't need a cake. Cupcakes are better for a picnic. We'll need ten of them. Yes, sir, Mama salutes me from the sofa. She should have said, aye, aye, but I let her get away with it this time. Jolita comes out of the bathroom. What picnic? I don't think I can go. I go right over to the bathroom. I'm going to nip this mutiny in the bud. It's my birthday, so you have to come. She doesn't answer. Instead, she's looking in the mirror, reaching for her curling iron to put the finishing touches on her hair. I switch off the light from outside the door, so she's got no power. Jill bug, she hollers. Turn on that light. You didn't answer me, I say. Answer you about what? She hasn't even been listening. All the time I've been talking, she's been thinking about herself. I guess it doesn't matter much if she moves out. Nothing, I say. I turn the light back on and wander over to the sofa. Mama rubs my shoulder and I sit back, relaxed. I'm glad she's home. My birthday at last. I get up early and see my bag of quirks sitting on the table with a ribbon around it. Yay! After breakfast, we get the picnic packed. Cupcakes, candles, juice, grapes, sandwiches, chips. Nothing left out. Harriet gives us a ride down to the ferry terminal in time for the 10 o'clock boat. Tasha and I are in the back seat with two trash bags full of bottles. We struggle out of the car and say goodbye. Mama finds a long red bench to sit down on and gives me the money to go buy tickets. The ferry sits tied up to the dock and some nice, with some nice thick ropes. Everything's painted fresh with heavy, shiny paint. The smokestack is bright red with a yellow stripe. The ferry's clean and cheerful like a party hat. The crew is getting ready to get the boat going. They swing on and off, doing their work all casual. One man goes right up to the wheelhouse in front of the smokestack to talk to the captain. Now they're hauling out the ramp 
for the passengers to get on. That's us. We have tickets for the two-hour harbor cruise all around the harbor, then a short stop at Smuggler's Cove and back. By the time we get done, my flotilla of bottles is going to be floating off in every direction. It's journey begun. Come on, I say. They're taking tickets. Let's go. Mama heaves her leg down and takes the picnic basket with Tasha holding the handle. I've got the trash bags clanking along beside them. All of a sudden, Tasha hangs back, pulling on Mama's arm as if she doesn't want to go. I turn around and give her a look that says, You better get yourself on this boat and fast. But that just makes her hang back even more. Everyone has gotten on board except us. Come on, Tasha, says Mama. Don't ruin Junior's birthday. I never thought that she might be scared of the ferry boat. She shakes her head, about to cry. Quickly, I reach into my trash bag and hunt around for one of my best bottles, a light green rectangle-shaped one with a tall neck. It says 1894 on the bottom. Darnell's grandfather gave it to me. I hand it to her. Tasha, come on. You can put my most magic bottle out to sea. You launch it for me, okay? Tasha nods and takes the bottle. I know she'll help me out just the way I'll help her out anytime she needs it. She holds the bottle real tight and shuts her eyes while she crosses the gangplank with Mama. There, now we're set. We go and sit on the big red toolbox in the stern. The engine's running, vibrating the deck so that my feet tingle. White foam is churning up behind the boat. I survey the view and check the weather. Warm sun is sitting on top of my head and a cool breeze on my face. The sky is big and blue with a couple of white clouds floating along up there. Big gray seagulls are perched on the railing, just the way they're supposed to be. This is the best. Then the horn gives a loud blast. It goes right through me. Whoa! None of us is ready for that. Tasha's lips start to quiver and her eyes look worried. The boat shudders and shakes and begins to back up. A man on the dock unties the big ropes and tosses them to the crew. And they wind them up in the big coils. We're moving, I shout. Mama stands Tasha on top of the tool chest so she can see and holds her tight. And we chug out into the harbor. The harbor's full of boats, motor boats, fishing boats, marine patrol, sailboats. We even get right up close to an oil tanker rising up high like a big metal mountain. It's huge. I get so busy running from railing to railing that I almost forgot why I came. You better get started, Mama reminds me. I open the first trash bag and take out the old glass Coke bottle carved like a statue. My notes leaning against the side. I push the cork in extra tight, squeeze the bottle, close my eyes, and wish real hard. Then I take the bottle and throw it in a big high arc. Splash! For one second, it sinks down out of sight. Oh no, my stomach tightens up. The bottles have to float. They have to. I clench my fists. Come on, come on. I wish that bottle up to the surface. There it is. I see it bobbing up, riding halfway under, going up and down over the little waves in the harbor.
Then Tasha throws her bottle. She climbs up on the tool chest to watch. Hey, look, a man yells from the other side of the ferry, a message in a bottle. Yeah, I say to Tasha, and it's time for another one. This time I get out a tall green bottle, deep green. I toss it out, then a big clear jug, the kind that holds apple cider. It's got a big cork in the top and my little wish folded up inside. The jug floats on its side, riding the waves. Going out to the island, I toss out half the bottles. After we tie up at the dock, we get a half hour to get off the boat and walk around. No way we're getting off between mama's foot and my wanting to stay on board. So we sit on the tool chest and have our picnic and eat all the cupcakes except for two. Then mama and Tasha start singing, happy birthday to you. They're singing pretty loud. I hear someone clapping. It's the captain. He comes over and shakes my hand. How old are you? He asks. I'm 10. Want to come up and look at the wheelhouse? You and your little sister? Tasha doesn't, but I sure do. I go up the steps into the wheelhouse. The captain's seat is way up high. He's got a big steering wheel and a radar screen. I climb into the seat and survey the view. Finally, he says I have to get down because the other passengers are coming back to the boat. Thanks a lot, I say. He waves goodbye, and then he gets busy. He has a lot to do. On the way back to the ferry terminal, I toss out the rest of the bottles, one by one. And now there's a crowd of passengers to cheer me on. Everybody's hanging onto the railing, hollering and laughing. It's fun to watch the bottles mark the trail behind us. At one point, a little sailboat crosses the waves behind the ferry's stern. I'm up so high that I can look right down into the boat. An old guy and a little kid are sailing along, and the little kid's got a hold of the rope and the tiller. The old man's just leaning back, relaxing. The kid sees me watching him, and he waves at me. I wave back. Then I go back to tossing bottles. Soon, there's only one left. It should be one of those little tiny perfume bottles that I was saving for last. But I can't find it. I look through the plastic bags and the picnic basket. I look all around the deck. Some of the passengers look too, but we can't find it anywhere. I know it doesn't matter. I have 49 bottles already on their way. I know one more won't make a difference. As the ferry nears the dock, I start feeling pretty sad. I'm leaning up against the railing, my head resting on the cold white metal. Mama gets up and comes over. Big day, she asks. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have come out here like this, getting my head full of waves and birds and sea air, seeing that little kid sailing along behind us. Now my wish is turning into something painful and achy. Now I've got my own kind of seasickness. I have to get back out here someday. But who's going to read the message in the bottle? Who? Not in this day and age. Who's going to call up and say, Yeah, Junebug, you can come on my boat. Nobody. That's who. Tears sting my eyes. I turn away from Mama. I know she works real hard for us, and it was hard for her coming on the boat with her foot hurt. She bends over. Once you let yourself get your hopes up, it starts to hurt worse inside, she says. Is it that? I nod, and two tears fall out, big ones, like, they're been, like they've been holding on a long, long time. That's okay, she says, and hugs me, 
Your bottles are going to work just fine. The ferry chugs into the harbor real slow, making no waves out the back. We come alongside the dock and the deckhands toss the ropes ashore nice and easy. They lasso the metal pilings and we land. Mama's putting all our stuff, jackets and chip bags, into the basket. I feel like Tasha, hanging back, droopy and sad. We line up with everybody else at the gangplank waiting to get off. But just as we start off the ramp, Mama can't find Tasha. She turns her head back and forth looking for her. Maybe she got ahead of us, I say. Mama hurries up the gangplank as fast as she can and looks around the ferry terminal. I glance quickly around the boat and follow her. It sure isn't like Tasha to disappear. What if she fell into the water? Then I see her. She's walking by herself up the gangplank, grinning from ear to ear at me and Mama, the last one off the boat. Get yourself over here, Mama says, relieved and angry all at once. Where were you? Tasha shakes her head, smiling as if she's got a big secret. Happy birthday, Junebug, she says, and skips to Mama's side.